Good morning. It's eight minutes after the hour. Bill Arnold here in studio with Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com, a uh, favorite regular guest of mine, and he is uh, really prepared to talk about business, but he's going to kind of put on the pastoral hat a little bit this morning and, and then do both, which he does so well. Uh, Bill, welcome. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? No, I'm good. Still getting my headset on here. No, that's good. Let's talk about Proverbs 6, uh, 16 to 19. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. You know, it was interesting. I was reading through Proverbs on June 6th. Uh, I try to read, you know, the proverb of the, of the day, mm-hmm. that, that, that chapter. And it just, the Lord just tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, these things we should never see with business owners. And since it was Monday, I thought, well, let's talk about these on Wednesday morning. And so that was kind of the genesis of where this came from. What are the six things that the Lord hates? What are the seven things that are detestable to him? Uh, Haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, false witnesses, and a person who stirs up conflict. So I'd like to just uh, unwrap each of these just a little bit. I would love that. I would love that. I will... Refill uh, my coffee mug, and you go right ahead. Yeah, why don't you? You know, you got about uh, five minutes here. <laughs> so you can just leave. I've got my Rebecca. notebook out, though, and my, my pencil in hand, so I'm going to take notes. Are you really? Yes, I oh, am. Well, you go. Uh, so haughty eyes. What is haughty eyes? The, the Hebrew there means to raise up, exalt oneself, eyes that are lifted up. But I think in a different sense than how Christ meant it when he said, you know, look up and see that the fields are white already for harvest. Uh, look up instead of looking down. Mm-hmm. Here, the, the idea is is a person who's lacking in contrition or humility before the Lord. It's a sign of arrogant ambition. And so if you were to uh, remember what Paul wrote in Philippians about doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, Mm -hmm. this haughty eyes would be the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. It would be somebody who is overly confident in their ability to succeed. Uh, Instead of being led by the Lord in business, they are driven by their own selfish ambition to acquire for themselves the luxuries of life. Um, I can't tell you. This is this is an example. I might step on some toes here, uh, but the the example that came to mind when I was thinking about haughty eyes was the guy who or the gal who is able to make you know several million a year or maybe even just several hundred thousand a year, and they're able to afford a very nice cabin that they really don't need. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just an overly palatial cabin, mm-hmm. and they justify it by saying, "Well, we're going to build all these memories with our kids, and we're going to have great family time, and so we need to buy this cabin." And I'm just sitting there thinking, well, yeah, if the Lord's led you to buy a cabin, great. But uh, justifying it based on on the kids, I think, is a bit much. Okay. So haughty eyes. Um, now, now, does that mean that a person who buys a palatial cabin has haughty eyes? Not, not at all. Oh, good. So for all of the listeners out there who are going to write, uh, Bill, you. Well, and, I have two palatial cabins. So do you, you really? Know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Minnetonka and where else? Uh, I, yeah. Sicily or something Sicily, like that. Sicily, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the island of Crete, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyways, lying tongues. Uh, these, uh, this is, is a person who lies by giving people false visions, uh, divinations, idolatries, delusions. Uh, business owners can do this by putting out business plans and creating a false sense of what you can realistically accomplish so that you can achieve getting the funding for your business that you need. I've seen... More than one business owner be incredibly optimistic uh, and really over the top so about how well their business is going to do and be able to convincingly justify it 
in order to try to get a loan or secure a line of credit, uh, whether that's a senior secured or some kind of subordinated debt. So mm-hmm. uh, a lying tongue. You want a uh, a business owner who's going to be very realistic mm-hmm. and not be overly pessimistic, but you don't want them to be over, uh, overly optimistic either. I have a question in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Am I allowed to ask? Oh, yes. Go right, yeah, ahead. go right ahead. Do you think that this idea about God hating a lying tongue, does that also apply? Is it applying only when you're speaking that lie to other people and trying to deceive them? Or does it also apply if you're deceiving yourself? Uh, the text, this particular text doesn't differentiate. So I would say it would apply in both. Ah, okay. I learned something today. Thank you. So, yeah, if you, but yeah, and that's actually a great point. How many business owners lie to themselves? We bump into this all the time. A lot. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. uh, it's, it's, and, and, and they're not purposefully trying to deceive themselves. That, that's not what they're doing. It's just that they can't give up on the notion that how they're thinking is, is, is the right thought, the right way, the right concept. And, uh, and they just can't bring themselves to see things for how they are rather than for how, um, uh, I'm sorry, it's the other way around. They're, they're seeing things for how they wish they were rather than for how they actually are. And in a sense, they lie to themselves. Yeah. Great question. So, um, you know, you should give her a raise. I just did. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You already put it in the email today. I did. Yeah. All right. Third one. Hands that shed innocent blood. This is uh, a person, the the main meaning here is a person who commits murder. Now, I doubt we have a lot of business owners who are going around and murdering people, mm-hmm. right? But what did Christ say about anger in Matthew 5? Do you remember? That if you express that kind of anger, it's equivalent to murdering. It is equivalent yes. to murder. And the anger that Christ talked about in Matthew 5 was uh, a really intense rage. Mm-hmm. I know of business owners who, when they see things that they don't like, whoever is the nearest one mm-hmm. is the one that gets the rage. Mm-hmm. And that's, in, in Christ's terminology, the same as murder. Hands that shed innocent blood, that person who's nearby probably isn't the proximate cause for whatever it is that, that's wrong in the owner's mind, but they're the one who gets the wrath. Mm. Ouch. You really don't want to be around managers who can be really nice 95% of the time and then just fly into a rage the other 5%. Mm-hmm. I've seen them in churches. I've seen them in nonprofits. I've seen them in business. Mm-hmm. And those kind of people are really bordering, I think, on this hands that shed innocent. When a manager or an owner does get that mad, how should they handle it? Uh, I think they should go away and wait until they've calmed down before they try to handle the situation. Okay. So physically, maybe just leave the building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go go to Starbucks. Get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Go or, to one of your two palatial cabins. My palatial. I have three. <laughs> I have three palatial cabins. Oh, you are going down, English. I am. I am I'm, taking you down. Are you? Yeah. You don't mess with me. All right. All right. We'll take a little break. When we come back, more with Bill English. <laughs> Good morning. I hope you're enjoying your Wednesday as you're driving to work or getting ready for what you have to do today. It's nice that you're tuning into Faith Radio. Bill Arnold here with you, and I am uh, delighted to have in studio Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. We're doing some analysis on Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 19, the six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, and how they apply to business. We've talked about haughty eyes, lying tongue, um, Shedding of innocent blood. 
Ugh. I know. Yeah. I think that's where we last left off. That is. Uh, and uh, I'm glad everybody's listening, too. Look, hearts that devise wicked schemes is the fourth one. Business owners here, uh, this, this I think applies in business for those owners who uh, decide to bend the tax laws to avoid paying taxes. And they're not really breaking the law, but they're not really following the law either. They're just kind of skirting. They're getting around. Um, you know, loopholes are in the tax laws for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't mind anybody taking advantage of a legal loophole. Uh, that's that's what Congress put in the law. That's what they wanted. So you take advantage of it. But those who, uh, for instance, reclassify certain expenses so that they may take a greater uh, tax write-off or they claim certain deductions that they never spent the money to begin with that would have created the dedu- mm-hmm. deduction because they know that the IRS is never going to check in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had an accountant say, look, you know, you can, you can take a $500 deduction right here. It's You gave cash to a nonprofit, didn't you? And I said, no, I didn't. And he goes, well, but the government allows you up to $500 before it becomes auditable. So let's put down $500. I'm like, no, can't do that because I didn't give the 500. He goes, no, you don't understand, Bill. You can take the deduction and they'll never know. Hmm. To me, that's a heart that devises wicked schemes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, we gotta, we gotta be above board in our dealings. Next one, feet that are quick to rush into he, into evil. Literally, uh, the, the Hebrew there means to make haste to run into. Uh, feet that are, that you really, you really just get into the evil very quickly. You're enthusiastic about being involved in something that brings pain to everyone. And you're quick to set aside your Christian beliefs, even if it means rushing into obvious evil. The example I have here for this uh, would be um, you're on the road, you're with uh, uh, a sales team, and you're with a couple of customers, and the guys all decide to go to a strip joint. And do you go or do you not go? And if you pretty readily agree that you're going to go, I think you're... You have feet that are quick to rush into evil, mm-hmm. even if it, you know you should be willing to lose your job and your your reputation with those people and everything else in order to keep your purity. Mm-hmm. And I've known a number of Christians who have said, "No, I'm 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 happy to go to the strip joint because that's part of the job, and I don't really look at the women." Yeah, like right, you really mm-hmm. don't look at the women. And so um, the feet that are quick to rush into evil. Also, uh, again, uh, taking a deduction that you didn't uh, really incur on your taxes. Firing an employee three weeks. I've seen this in ministry several times where they fire employees two or three weeks right before they're fully vested with their retirement so that the ministry doesn't have to pay out fully uh, on that employee. I have seen a school do it. I've seen a college do it. And I won't say who else did it, but um, it's just plain evil mm. and it's wrong. And uh, Don't disagree. I have seen that. Uh, number yeah. six, false witness who pours out lies. The Hebrew word there, word there for pour out literally means to breathe out, to mm-hmm. exhale, literally. Just your... You're exhaling. That's pouring out. Refers mainly to perjury, but it also refers to deception more generally when truth is ex- is, is expected. Um, I've met Christians who have a problem with lying, business owners who have a problem with lying, and uh, they are uh, uh, the the type of people um, who you'll listen to what they say, but in your heart of hearts, you know that they they don't really believe what they're saying, and it. They're never going to really hold their word as to what they're saying. Um, and the best example, of, and I'm not trying to be mean with this or to cause divisions with this, but I, I felt 
quite frankly, the best example of this was our former president, uh, where he uh, time and again would say one thing and then they, you'd have, see reporters ask him about it three or four months later and he'd just say, oh, I never said that. Mm-hmm. But we have it on tape. But, you know, but, you know, it's like, does he not know we have video? Mm-hmm. Does he not know we have audio? And it, it just, it was, this was, I thought, characteristic of him. And the last one is a person who stirs up conflict. They're contentious. They're quarreling. We're talking about a heated, violent dissension, a business owner who's always ready to debate and can't let an argument go without winning is characteristic of a person who stirs up conflict. We should be peacemakers, not conflict generators. Um, and I have seen business owners who, who just have the need to be right mm-hmm. all the time. And uh, we simply can't have that uh, in, in Christian business. Any business that has three or more of these, right, uh, I, I think even two or more of these, but certainly three or more of these is probably not going to last more than a year or two. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll kill the culture. Yeah. Um, when I'm thinking of false witness, when businesses want to be ambitious and they want to they want to grow and they get a request from a client and they say yeah we can do that yeah when they know they can't well, yet but they think somehow if they scramble back to the office and mobilize they can do it uh what about something like that yeah you're bordering on that fault was false witness who pours out lies mm-hmm. for sure now the better way to handle that would be to say to the customer I believe we can do this, but I'm going to go back and check and make sure that we can do this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to get back to you by Thursday at 2 o'clock or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then when a person stirs up conflict and they always have to be right, what do you say to the the person, the manager, the business owner who is reluctant to listen to what I would call the dissenter? Someone who says, "Eh, you know, I'm not sure that's such a great idea. You know, uh, I don't know why my voice went up all of a sudden, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering voice. about that. Was that a was that a um, that um, might just be the dissenter voice? Is that the dissenter voice? Yeah, I'm not so sure. That's a good idea. Yeah. See, I was thinking that's more of a Mickey Mouse voice. Yeah, it can be that too. It can be that. It too. can be whatever you need it to be, Bill. You know, <laughs> your segment. No, no, no. It's your segment. I'm the guest. <laughs> that is true. That's my show. I'm just the guest. It's yeah. your show. Uh, no, I would say uh, that every business owner needs somebody who says no, and if you've surrounded yourself with people who won't dissent properly and appropriately, then you don't have the right management team. Mm-hmm. So I And I have always wanted my controller, my money person, my CFO, my controller, to be the most negative, gray skies, black skies person. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted my sales manager and my marketing people to be the most blue sky, optimistic people in the world. And I want that natural tension on my team because mm-hmm. that's where I think we arrive at, at good decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, uh, my brother-in-law's father who ran a a successful business would often talk about when he looks at a balance sheet, he always said the bottom line wasn't super important. It was the top line that was so important. It's driving sales, making the company because sales creates the growth and the salaries and everything else. So sales, sales, sales. we got to make it happen. Yeah, uh, you cannot cut your way to prosperity in business. No, you can't. You can cut your way to profit, but you can't cut your way to prosperity. Mm-hmm. So the the six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, really do apply beautifully to business. And Bill, you have done a uh, an amazing job putting this analysis together. And I know for a fact, I want to go back and listen to this. Well, thanks. Uh, because I want to process it again a little bit uh, slower. Um, but everything you said just fits into a really nice um, uh, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Complete again? package. Complete package of biblical principles and business principles. So, thank well, you. you. Know, you're welcome. And next week, why don't we talk about uh, how God gives us the ability to create wealth in Deuteronomy 8. Let's, let's unpack some of Deuteronomy 8 next week. If I'm not at one of my cabins. <laughs> well, you can phone in with your satellite phone, can I you can. not? I can. That's true. That's you can. True. All right. Thank you so much, Bill. <laughs> She's Bill laughing. She is. I know. It is uh, 27 minutes after the hour, which means we'll be back uh, soon with some news. And then after that, we're talking to David Wheaton. Can't wait.